0: Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the What Did He Say podcast. It's your boy, Chingo Bling. It's good to be back. Uh, We apologize for not being consistent with the podcast. Uh, The Rona threw me off. But if you still enjoy the podcast, you want us to keep going. And, you know, it's just sometimes it's hard to get gas up in here, man. But I did get my boy, Javi Luna comedian javi luna extraordinaire from corpus christi texas my brother uh we have an episode with him but i just want to do a little intro uh real quick to set it up because it's a short convo with uh with my boy javi because we had like three shows to do right after that interview so we hung out we uh we enjoyed some craft beer you know we talked about um you know comedy and and just the state of the world but um i'm feeling good man i feel like i'm turning a corner in in this little journey which is you know rolling with the punches dealing with the lockdown dealing with uh tour being pretty much canceled or you know postponed but we're back we just did houston we did a hell of a weekend uh six shows i believe pretty much all of them were sold out except for friday first show but it was packed um the response was great. The feedback was great. Everybody had a blast. Uh, shout out to all the artists, all my friends that stopped by. Uh, Lucky Luciano, uh, Dice Soho, GT Garza, Cristal Pop, and their whole camp. You know, 3 a.m. Everybody, um, a lot of people, man. I know I'm forgetting somebody. Oh, of course, uh, the homie Michael Berry. He brought a crew of people, man. He brought the fire department chief um mark lopez a silver medalist in taekwondo um some chefs and restaurateurs i believe the word is uh but we had a great time man um it's good hanging with those folks and just getting a different perspective on life you know they 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 don't come from the comedy world they don't come from the rap world so it's good to mix up your friends man and and just kind of like you know not be all about your job all the time Which uh, I've had that habit for many years. I didn't really have balance. But uh, we're in a good space, man. We're making time for, for exercise. You know, I'm 41. I'm thinking about slowing down on the smoking. You know, might just try to do it just at night. But that's the challenge, man. You know, maybe I can replace the habit of wanting to, you know, puff a little bit just when you're stressed out or overwhelmed or whatever the reason is. Maybe I could replace that habit with like, all right, you stressed out whim, Do 10 burpees, bro. Why you ain't did 10 push-ups? Do some sit-ups, bro. That could be productive procrastination. So sometimes you got to hijack your mind and short-circuit, you know, the habits. But um, so before we get into the intro with uh, Javi Luna, I'm actually headed to Arlington. That's right, in the Dub in the Dallas Metroplex. We have uh, Arlington Improv this weekend. A whole bunch of shows. So uh, hopefully, man, we'll see you there. Uh, Calling out all my people from the Fort Worth area, Ag Town, you know, the D, D Town. Uh, I miss my homies out there, man. Luis Juarez, uh, Midnight, you know, um, Celebrity. You know, a lot of comedian friends I have out there. And it's amazing to get back on the road, man. It's amazing to start putting these new jokes in there, talking about these new stories, these new experiences. Really looking forward to, like, tighten it up and you know i'm liking this material man i'm wanting to film it you know who never know i have some old material we filmed might have been like two maybe a year or two ago now a lot of jokes i don't even do anymore and you know like my sign language joke uh all the birth bruh all the home birth my wife having a baby at the house no epidural um you know that type of shit man um I'm looking forward to those kind of stories, telling those stories. But uh, I'm not going to chew your ear off, y'all. I got to run to Home Depot and return this generator. Yep, I still got that generator in the back of the truck. I don't think I have my receipt. I hope I don't get into no shit with the Home Depot people. So that's where I'm headed right now. Uh, Return the generator. I think I'm going to get Subway for lunch. Uh, We just had a tough workout, man. I'm, I'm hungry. Uh, what are the errands and stuff I got to do? I got to upload this podcast and do some other like social media promo. You know, we got to promote, let people know we coming to San Antonio, the LOL Comedy Club, the end of September. After that, I have um, El Paso. This is the rescheduled date, right? Because we only got to do one show and then some shit went down with the license and TABC. Just a bunch of stuff y'all don't need to know. Long story short, um, you know, hopefully we get a hold of this virus. Don't forget, y'all, elections are around the corner. Hopefully by then we'll have a little bit more answers. You know, I don't know. I don't know. All, all I know is Joe Biden came out the seat And, you know, I'm not crazy about the taxes and, you know, all this stuff. Some of the stuff he talking about, you know, I, I want to see what's going on with education. I want, I want to make sure he don't. Send more of our guys and gals out to endless wars over I don't know who, what. I want peace. You know, I want a little bit of law and order. But Joe Biden did play that Despacito, bruh, And I'm torn. I don't know what to do. But uh, anyway, um, like I said, looking forward to getting back on the road. Hopefully things get kind of back to normal. You know, I, I hate to see all these small businesses and all these people that you know hurting and shit. you know I sure as hell don't want to see no comedy clubs shutting down we already lost Cap City which I had never really been uh, scheduled to perform there I usually have to do something else like the North Door in Austin which I heard also shut down so Austin chill out man y'all need to open it up a little bit and let people get to work so we don't lose all these cool venues you know Austin is a live music capital of the world it's a great comedy town uh we're hearing joe rogan might open up a comedy club so i guess i'm gonna have to be you know go over there and be cool with joe rogan i don't know that might be difficult that might be tricky but uh make sure you guys take care of yourselves man um we're back it's friday well uh, it might be thursday yeah i think it's, it's thursday we are back it is thursday hope you guys have a great safe weekend Uh, I don't know where you live, how locked down it is, but let me know, man. Email me. Mm, Send it to uh, cblingtv at gmail. Boom. I just put an email out there. So I'm going to wait and see who's really listening and who's really emailing. What y'all want? What y'all want? I wish I could do a solo podcast, you know, because that eliminates the whole thing of having a round up guests and shit and then you know they're if there's if they're not available then you got to zoom in and then the audio's iffy and, uh, i don't want to do a that. but ladies and gentlemen without further ado it's the what did he said podcast we will see you uh arlington improv this weekend and then we have san antonio the last weekend of september and then we have el paso the first weekend of october and i think that might be it for me for the year but hey that's all we need baby texas is the best And we got new music coming, new merch. Very excited for that. Uh, Hopefully they don't cancel Thanksgiving. They don't cancel Christmas because I heard that in California they cancel Halloween. I don't know how you regulate that. I don't know how you enforce that. I don't know how you cancel Halloween. But that's what I heard. My boy Jerry Garcia, comedian Jerry Garcia, told me Halloween has been canceled for Californians. If you're from California, reach out, man. I want to make sure y'all good. Let me know what's cracking out there. You know it's looking crazy fires and homelessness and, and crime and and just a bunch of violence i mean that's what the news shows us right i'm sure 90 percent of it is okay but uh you know we're gonna pray for y'all make sure that that smoke clears up y'all get some good fresh air soon y'all get a little bit of normalcy soon y'all get to go outside and enjoy soon uh and hopefully i'll be on the west coast hopefully 2021 is it, we were supposed to be out there the whole summer we had 10 weeks worth of shows from san diego to san jose we were gonna bring the nanny and everything airbnb everything like motherfucking uh beverly hills hillbillies but uh here we go ladies and gentlemen we got javi luna in the house make sure you support javi he's one of my buddies he's one of the best comics i know hilarious very funny follow him online javi luna comedy and he just put out a comedy album. It's called uh, Straight Out of Corpus. Jokes I Used to Tell, Some I Still Do. Ladies and gentlemen, Javi Luna. Quick episode. And live. Yeah, and we're live. Quick episode because we got a show. Last show, Houston Improv. <clears throat> it's been great. Uh, we did three last night. Tired as a mug.
1: Three. Marathon.
0: It was a fucking marathon. Uh, but it's good to be back, good to be on stage. And um, this lockdown has thrown off so many projects. We were just talking about, um, you know, like when you write stuff, Mm -hmm. like a movie or something, um, you know, you might want to get all creative and be like, yeah, it was snowing. And then Godzilla came out and like all this (laughs) stuff. Yeah, all the
1: special effects.
0: And that later, all the stuff that later they're going to be like, man, we can't make this for no (laughs) less than a million dollars
1: right or just or just how many cameras it takes to make to make a, a shot look like in a movie look the way it does versus just you got one iphone one angle and what that does for for storytelling
0: you know god damn i'm knocking shit over go ahead bro keep, keep going you know and just
1: what uh you know not not understanding exactly like what it takes like like and you know when i feel like like with the stuff like we do, like with sketches and stuff, the more you do that, I feel like you start to understand like what goes into making content. You know, mm-hmm. I, feel, I feel that's why a lot of people don't understand like, like, what is that a content creator? Well, it's a full time job. For real. Because <laughs> to do it and do it, do it good to do to, to do it where, where it has any kind of production value.
0: And then, and then monetizing it.
1: Right. And that, yeah, that's a, and then that's a whole other aspect just to making it. Is a full-time job and then you got to figure out how to how to get it to the audience you want it to get to yeah right past algorithms and all and get your money back yeah recoup right exactly exactly what's it gonna what's it gonna cost you you know yeah to to uh to make something
0: like my buddy from dallas man he wrote this um this whole short film Mm -hmm. it's pretty it's it's got like a whole moral story to it or whatever but um we haven't been able to do it Because it's been like, hey, man, how's your August looking? Or Uh Well, I'm supposed to be in El Paso, but we'll see. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, hey, man, my camera guy, uh, he had another thing come up, so we got to push back, or oh, there's a lockdown, whatever. Like this whole thing has been like trying to hit a moving target. Right,
1: yeah, yeah, you talk about equipment, and then people that know how to, just to shoot something like that, just to shoot a little five-minute, you know, story a short story like you said a short film 10 minutes long whatever it's gonna be you know you think like oh it's 10 minutes it's just gonna take you know what does that take you like a day it's 10 minutes you should you shoot 10 minutes worth of a video in one day but no when you think about the takes and then you got to change camera positions mm-hmm. and then as far as the cost you got to rent those cameras the you got to have people that know how to operate those cameras other than yourself because you can't be in mm-hmm. in three places at once and try and, try And to, lighting you know. audio oh, light, And lighting lighting's a whole other thing, man. If <laughs> if you if you want it done like I said right. depending where where it is, right? Like like what what kind of production value yeah. you want on it. So yeah, we were talking about that about about writing
0: to, man, we had a great conversation. I'm like, you know what, we should probably be recording this within the means <laughs> that
1: you have, man. Like, and that's that's what I what 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 I you know I, I want to try to, you know, do with you, right? I I look at writing stuff now, like especially during the pandemic, right when that it cut out the the whole you know the touring income mm-hmm. and all that, you know, if you if if you look at it like 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 Mexican cooking, especially like Tex Mex cooking that I grew up with. Our dishes are very repetitive, right? Everyone does that joke about, well, what's a taco? Well, it's meat. It's a tortilla with meat and cheese. And mm-hmm. well, what's an enchilada? Well, it's a tortilla and with meat and cheese. And sauce, and like, yeah. It's repetitive because the cooking was born out of necessity, mm-hmm. right? So, so, so the dishes are, are similar and cooked in different ways because that's what they had. They had tortillas. They had beans. They had meat. <laughs> You know, and they just found different ways to to keep working within the confines of of, of what was available. So when you look at like like uh, the guys like Roberto Rodriguez, mm-hmm. right? Who who understand like I, he only had eight grand to make El Mariachi, so he wrote a story that he could tell with with eight grand. What do I what you know uh, What do I have available to me to tell this story? You know, you look at guys like Kevin Smith. He had. Them, hey you can use my this i have this convenience store mm-hmm. you can use it great so now i have my setting for mm-hmm. my story i know that whatever i'm gonna write right now has to happen
0: it has to all take place in this right fucking there. convenience store
1: <laughs> you know and and to to learn to uh to write to that as, as opposed to like you know most creative writers think you know well i'm only bound by the limits of my imagination yeah. well if you actually want to make something and put content out there you got to you gotta create with the means that you, you have, otherwise you're never gonna get a lot of your ideas. Yeah,
0: yeah Ro- out Robert there. <clears throat> Robert Rodriguez, he says uh, he said there's there's um, creativity and limitations or there's mm-hmm. freedom and limitations, something like that. Mm-hmm. And he told that same thing where he's like, I knew I had a I think he was like, I knew I had a turtle, a guitar, right. and access to a school bus <laughs> that we could do a stunt <laughs> off right. of. So he's like, Okay, I wrote it about a dude. They had guns in his guitar case and I had access to a bar, well, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, so exactly. then you, you yeah, ride around it. ranch or something like that, you know, that's pretty dope, man. That's very inspiring. I remember um, after uh, I had to go to Austin to do something at their at troublemaker studios and we got to go on set and, mm-hmm. and meet him and all that. He was filming. um, What's that? Dust to till dawn the series, mm. which I think he wrote all of that. And it was cool to watch him on set where he's just like sitting there playing with his guitar and they're setting up the next little action scene. I think they threw me in as an extra. They're Mm -hmm. like, fuck it. You ain't doing nothing. Get in there. Uh, (laughs) Um, But uh, I came back from that trip inspired because that's when I was like, man, you know what? Let me let me rent this house for my sister. We're going to use it as a set. I'm, you know, that's when the little Dirty Orchata experiment. It's like, yeah. let's just fucking dive but stuff in. Stuff like that. Yeah, you got to. Mm-hmm.
1: But like that, exactly mm-hmm. like that. Like, hey, this is what you have. This is, you knew what you had. You wrote a story, you know, and, you know, it It comes out how it comes out. But that willingness to create and to and what you can learn from from that experience, like that's in, in, invaluable because now in future projects you'll.
0: Mm-hmm yeah exactly you know what
1: goes into it yeah you you just know know
0: realistically like i know how it's going to come out if you do it that way right (laughs) basically right so like (laughs) which is like some uh thomas edison shit like well that didn't work and
1: so then as an artist right then you want to okay you knew like like then the one that we were working on you know back i don't know what is it two years ago now you you know that i still have hopes will come out someday yeah you know but you know, we're thinking, okay, this was the the production level on Dirty Orchata, you know. So, so now you, you mm-hmm. want to let's up it a little bit, you know. And and then you'll get to the point, you know, where, you know, someone will write you a blank check to go make a project. Yeah. But you have but you have to kind of you know, you got you got to walk for it. I like I think I look at stuff like like YouTube and and Instagram TV and all this content creation it it's kind of like while it's great to build your brand or whatever i look at it like as uh open micing for con- for you know yeah i want to do yeah i want to do a a full length movie someday or i i want to write a a tv show mm-hmm. for netflix but that ain't going to happen tomorrow but what i can do is i can write a web series that that i can shoot for a couple grand and put it on YouTube, you know, or I can, you know, write, you know, a cartoon that's two minutes long and put it on Instagram. Uh-huh. That's what I can do right now. And it's going to build you up at me as, as, a, as a writer to where when that opportunity does come to 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 write on a larger scale with a larger budget, mm-hmm. you know, I would I you know, I will have the tools necessary to to
0: do that. Well, man, you're a hell of a writer, and um, what what did you name the, the the comedy album you just released?
1: So, <laughs> so, so uh, I like uh, I want I wanted I am a comedy album fan. I like the, the the quirkiness of the album. So my early I recorded this back in 2014. So I named it Javi Luna's Straight Out of Corpus, which you know a play on the whole Straight Out of Compton thing. Uh, and then uh, it has a subtitle to it. It's jokes I used to tell and a few I still do because I actually recorded it back in 2014 and didn't decide till in the middle of the pandemic to release it. I had put it out. I had like burned some copies myself. It was originally an album that I had recorded with, with two of my uh, best friends. We used to call ourselves the Vatos Locos of Comedy. And we used to put on shows there in corporates at this theater called the Aurora Arts Theater. And we decided we were all new. We were all like had been doing comedy for like two years. And so we thought let's all three record our sets and all put on an album together, you know, And or and uh, the other two guys didn't like their sets. Mm. So it's just mine. Mm. And mine was only like my part ended up only being like maybe about 35 minutes. And I always felt like that was a little a little short, you know, for for a comedy album. And then flash forward to six years later, I've had this thing on my hard drive. I think I had burned a couple copies on my laptop and sold them for donations after shows or something silly like that. And uh, I noticed a lot of comics putting out their album. And as I started listening to more and more comics albums, I I realized the runtime was right around that. Mm. You know, God bless everyone's attention spans getting short. (laughs) The the long form comedy albums kind of and because of now everything you can put out on iTunes, you know, fairly easily, you know, by by just subscribing to a few services, you can get distribution. You don't need the you know, now's a great time for independent you know, people. So I decided to put it out all these years later, otherwise it would have just sat on my old hard yeah, drive.
0: It's interesting how um <clears throat> the lockdown somehow allowed the time or the mindset or something to go and kind of, like, revisit stuff, you know, because Mm -hmm. I've been talking about doing this, uh, like, documentary or something because I have all these old tapes, and um, it's like, man, the process of getting an old camera with... Basically converted from them old t- mini DV tapes, which I don't even think nobody uses or makes anymore. Yeah. So all these little parts and these cameras and this charger and the adapter and the wire for the thing, mm-hmm. all that shit, you got to like now get on eBay, Amazon. It's a whole fucking process. But anyway, um, I also started going through like old mixtapes and albums and things and just looking at like, huh, is it time for a compilation or yeah. maybe crank out some more new stuff and then maybe do a little hits thing or right. something or compilation or something yeah so i don't know it's interesting something about the lockdown where it's like okay we got to kind of like this is time to there's no excuse it's like you got to go through that storage unit like you got to empty it out you're paying rent on this and what the fuck is what do you need from there yeah exactly get rid of some of that shit um you know stuff like that Uh, unfinished projects and
1: yeah it's definitely a great time to to kind of pivot and like i said i mean the great part for me was that it was so old, like a lot of those jokes, I don't do anymore. Or if I do do them, they' I do them sparingly, or I've rewritten them where they sound. They don't end quite the same way, because a lot of times, a lot of comics don't like to release projects. You know, everyone's always on social media being like, "Well, oh, just you know, you should live your show," and we don't do it because the 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 uh, the change out on the material. It's it's not as as short as we would like to like it to be just mm-hmm. because it can't be you know you can't most comics cannot write a whole new hour every six months or even a year it's even hard now to to do a whole new hour every year you have to really be focused and in writing driven to really get a cohesive set so we're that's why we're so hesitant to put out stuff like dvds and, and albums because once it's out there, unlike a mute where a song where you can listen to a song a thousand times, and if you really like the song, you'll never get tired of it. Part of comedy is that that twist, that punch, that surprise, of that mislead. Yeah. And if you if you know how the joke ends, and you've heard the joke twenty times, yeah. even though you might still really like the joke, that laugh's gonna diminish every mm-hmm. single time because it's, you know. You almost have to like no not more, listen. to There's no to more it. surprise. It's you know. not the surprise is gone, right? The shock, the you know, the shock's gone, like or the you know, or I did that I didn't see it that way until he said it is gone now because you've already heard it. So you almost have to like forget about it. You have to you have to like not listen to it. Like I have you know George Carlin albums and Flip Whoops albums, but I know them, so I don't listen to them that often because and then I find myself like I'm listening to a comedy album and not laughing at it. Because mm-hmm. I already know what he's gonna say, yeah. you know. Even though it's great comedy,
0: yeah, yeah. You you you're listening to it to appreciate it in a different way, right? Not necessarily like I have no idea what the punchline is, <laughs> right?
1: Exactly. So 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 that was a good part for me. Like I said, the material was old enough where I could put it out and then not have to worry about okay. Well, let's say someone does listen to the album, decides to come to a show to see me. And then they're gonna hear everything they just heard on the album. Mm-hmm. That's not the case. And then, like I found out this weekend, I was able to, to tell people like, "Hey, I know you just heard me on stage. Here's a CD. It's still me. It's still my style." But I didn't do any of the any of the jokes on here. Like, you, so you can literally go to your car. They mm-hmm. hopefully has a CD player. Mm-hmm. And I know CDs are kind of out of date already, but. You know, some people if you still, haven't had so, enough of me, so, here's so, more. Yeah, here's more. You can literally go to your car right now, pop it in, and you could hear a whole other, you know, uh, thirty-five minutes of me doing jokes yep. that you didn't hear, you know, and and you know.
0: Yeah, just like it felt good to say, "Oh, guys, by the way, I dropped a new single last night on the way home. Check it out." It's yeah. like it's like fuck yeah, you know what I mean? Like I want to be able to produce content or stuff or music or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um I mean we were talking about um a children's book or something uh earlier you know what i mean like yeah.
1: we got ideas for you know
0: what i mean yeah for sure Um <laughs> but, but you know all kind of ideas but um
1: children we got a cartoon we've talked about yeah we got a web series we talked about yeah we got a short film we that, that's
0: why i got to do these theaters uh done, Harvey, so it could you know just be saying? like get a whole team of animators
1: you know what i'm saying or, or, or you know you know looking for sponsors you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) how at me invest Uh, investors go fund me hit us on now, because we we got scripts for days
0: yeah man once once society opens back up man like i know this this lockdown lit a fire under my ass like it just lets you know like for example new year's eve what would you do for new year's
1: man you're gonna make me remember now um
0: like we had you
1: uh, know what i I, we we did we went over to uh, uh a friend of ours house they had their kids out there uh, popping fireworks and had a manoodle and all that good stuff. And and,
0: and nobody could have predicted how 2020 unfolded. <laughs>
1: man, I, I, I mean, I know it's kind of cliche at this point, but, man, my 2020 was, was looking good.
0: You yeah. Know? Oh, a lot of people had big plans.
1: Big, big plans. This was the year, you know, uh, I had uh, two... You know, good shots, and I thought I, this is gonna be my first. Uh, I was gonna get my first TV spot this year. You know, uh, one of them just didn't pan out. It just didn't get selected for it. So that had nothing to do with the pandemic. The mm-hmm. other one yeah. is on hold indefinitely. You know, and, and, and until then, you know, and I, you know, so it it was like. But that was my thought. I was like, 2020 finally gonna get. You know, you know that uh that TV credit that that uh that comics uh. you know. Crave so much and, and the cool part is now after, after this that might not even be as big much of a thing yeah cause as it was
0: like even with like me personally like I don't like I think Bryson was asking yo what credits you want me to say I was like bro I'd rather you just be authentic and just say what you feel yeah. and just set me up nicely to do a good job
1: well, and you, it, it could
0: backfire when you start giving too much hype yeah. too much crema yeah
1: well, well because that was before that before the credits were a big deal before social media and stand-up comics especially purists have have always kind of pulled back from social media because they saw it as a somehow like a lesser a form percent. of comedy or it's gimmicky like i didn't get into stand-up to make sketches yeah yeah you yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Or, or
0: you know i didn't get in stand-up to work with big tech
1: right exactly you know <laughs> tech what, whatever which is fine now they're finally like okay but it's almost social media is becoming the new TV credit. It's no longer like, Hey, that, that was something that was born out of comedy clubs needing to figure out a way to market you. Because back before the only way a, a comic could, could blow up was mm-hmm. to get on the tonight show mm-hmm. or, or, you know, get on some, some late night show or for somehow just have people organically find your album. You know, make some type of television appearance. So that way when you come to my town, I can put on a poster as seen on whatever hit show you were on and people will come buy tickets. And now, one, there might not be as many comedy clubs as there was after after this, especially independent ones. You know, and two, well, you can have never been on TV and still have more people show up to your show because you have you know, 100,000 on YouTube where you have what, you know, however many on TikTok or Instagram, you know, whatever it might be. Yeah, yeah. So, so you know, I used to, uh, you know, work for, for a club down in Corpus and I saw it firsthand where, you know, the guys that were had a YouTube following, you know, which a lot of comics balk at that, you know, like, oh, you, YouTubers, they're not comedians, but... These comic clubs are booking them just because they sell tickets, and some of them are really are funny guys. I mean, they're not—they're funny for a reason. They—they got a following for a reason. Some of them are better at translating that to the stage mm-hmm. than others, and uh, I never understood why comics took such like offense to it. Because then I would see, but it was because they were so stuck in this mind of like. Oh, I need to get on late night. And then late night, will we'll, from late night, I'll get a, a secondary spot on a sitcom. And then I will get my own uh, development deal. Yeah, development And then I deal. will get a sitcom. <laughs> and then I will do five years of a sitcom. And I'll get syndication. And then, uh, you then know.
0: Then I go to get that mailbox money, residuals. Right,
1: milk. right. And, and now that that. that I'll and, be on
0: Rodeo Drive shopping. And, right.
1: You know. and, and then what I saw was we were bringing in this guy, you know. Not to to you know because corpus is is its own animal with marketing as far as comedy goes, but you know this guy was on on a prime time show on a major network, one of the big three came on like actively on like not a show that had got canceled. We had to give away tickets to his show, mm. and even that a lot of people didn't show up mm. That what did not happen twenty years ago, in nineteen ninety seven. If you had a show on ABC, on t- yeah, and you did the Funny Bone that weekend, the Funny Bone was fucking packed,
0: big time, because there's only back then there was only so many networks and only so many time slots, and <clears throat> it wasn't video on demand. You know, before V, what is it V? Uh, when you record DVR, DVR before all that, like Netflix and YouTube and all that, it's like if you were on ABC, that means you were. One of the five shows right. that motherfuckers were familiar with, not five million,
1: right, <laughs> right. And so, but then, and then you look at like a YouTuber, right, like 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 Ryan Davis, who came in, no marketing at all, other than him Tweeting letting him. his followers know that he was gonna be here, sold the place out. I think like on a Wednesday or Thursday night, you know. And then you'll still get people like who, I heard them because people don't understand. Well yeah he has a million followers that's a lot of people ticket sales wise but in the general population mm-hmm. that's not a lot of people that, mm-hmm. that know but that finding your your niche mm-hmm. right to fi- to find your 1 million people that that like your brand and like what you talk about and like what you. Damn,
0: do. one million people. Damn, you, you know, or whatever. Set, or set the bar low for set us. Set the bar low, now you know, or high.
1: whatever. Even you know, a hundred thousand or ten thousand, you know, whatever. Like you know, like uh, that.
0: Uh, what is that? One thousand true fans. Right. Right. Are, the
1: one thousand true fans. Right. Exactly. Exactly like that. I mean, I'm sure he has more than that with, I mean, with, with his numbers, you know. But uh, but yeah, exactly. But if when you consider that, well, if. If you, let's say, just because just the, the, the easiness of the math breaking down, right? What, what is Houston now? Like at
0: 6 million? Shit, it's a lot. I don't know. Because they just annexed a bunch of shit.
1: Okay, so so somewhere between 6 and 7? Probably. Seven, yeah, cause I there were know. like 5 a few years. Ago, last time, you know, I actively looked. So anyway, so let's say uh, 6. So that means if he has 1 million followers, just in the city of Houston, and, and th- that 1 million spread over... Probably majority of the U.S., but probably even beyond that. So if you go and ask one out of six people in Houston, six, five of them are gonna say, "I don't know what the fuck you're talking about." Yeah. Right. But yet, a comedy club you only seats three to four hundred people, so he only needs three to four hundred people in each major city to be fucking with what he's doing, to be a fan of. Mm-hmm. Of what he's doing, and, and comics standups haven't done a good job of thinking that
0: yeah.
1: that way. They you, they've been thinking, like I said, I'm gonna be co signed by late night. Oh yeah, yeah, or yeah, by yeah. SNL, I, yeah. and this is why people are gonna come. Oh, see I just him.
0: need that one good agent. Right. I just need that one good manager. That one good audition. Right. It's like, nah, man. You need that one good connection with right. your people and you know your how tribe. Do you, yeah, who how you, do you find your audience? How mm-hmm. do you
1: find your out? You know, you know. Uh, instead of casting just a wide net. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of just, you know, and, and I think social media uh, stars do a better job of that of really connecting with people that that whatever be- they got to say, it resonates with those people.
0: And being better promoters too, mm-hmm. because if you, if you're from the era where like oh I'm on a sitcom on CBS or something, you don't have to do no marketing. And promotion, unless you got to go do some interviews right. or a write-up. Go do press. Yeah, that's I'ma it. I'm going to do press. Yeah, but that's it. It wasn't And, and
1: answer the same
0: 10 questions
1: over and over again. Over and over again
0: yeah well hey man uh i'm gonna cut this one short so all i right. don't know if this is gonna be a multi-part or maybe i'll i'll get bryson and it'll be a two-part all but, right uh, well,
1: well, th- thank you for letting me ramble
0: oh man i want to oh, do probably. a whole a whole thing we'll talk about that off air but uh straight out of corpus you can stream it download it's it. on
1: everything itunes title spotify all that if you look up just javi luna straight out of corpus is the easiest way to look at it google motherfucker yeah.
0: uh instagram javi luna comedy yep that's what's up. My, my boy, my brother, Javi Luna, representing Corpitos. We got to go finish up at the Houston Improv Sunday night. Sold oh out. Show. Yo, tonight sold out, brother. Sold out on our Sunday. Um, next stop, Arlington Improv next week, and then San Antonio, LOL. Y'all be good. Peace. I hope I did.